Yo, yo, what it is. Welcome to the Elder Podcast. I'm Andy. And as always, I'm here to buddy the dude. How's it going? Yo, ho, ho, and a bottle of rum. That's a pirate thing. Yo, ho, ho to you too, man. (laughs) Yo, ho, ho. All right, so what we do is every couple weeks we get together and talk about some albums that we're loving and share those recommendations with you, the listening audience. Today on the show, we're going to cover a bunch of genres mainly metal, rock, country, and some pop. Oh, yeah. All the good ones. But before we jump into those records, where uh, where can people, where can the good people find us, man? Hey, if you want to reach out, please do it. You can find us, follow us on Instagram and Twitter for more album recommendations at Album Nerds, and sometimes we put some fun stuff on there showing some of the records we like to listen to. Also, Playlists for this and every show are available on Spotify and our website. You don't need a paid subscription. You can listen to all the tracks that we talk about today. This is episode 9-2. All right, let's jump in and talk about these records. Some of the, what I would say, could be called... Damn, that gets me pumped. I want to fight Johnny Lawrence in the All-Valley Karate Championship. (laughs) And to get psyched up for that, we're going to listen to today's first album. It's by a band called Black Sights. The album is Exile, and the song is To the Fire. All right, once again, that was Black Sights. The album is Exile. Uh, the track was To The Fire. Kind of a metal sort of deal from April of 2019. And it draws inspiration from classic and modern metal, hard rock influences, including Black Sabbath, The Purple, Judas Priest, Iron Maiden. It goes on and on. Queensryche, Voivod, um, Dawnbringer. But they're, what's great about this is it's kind of that traditional heavy metal, but it's got a lot of different layers and, and variants to it. They're kind of unafraid of having pop hooks, of having hooks in the songs, and they're unafraid of playing the twin lead guitar sort of nuabum, uh, new wave of British heavy metal sounds. It has a real groove. There's some groove metal elements Clean vocals, which I always enjoy in my metal. I like to hear the words. I like to hear the vocalist. I'm not a big growl guy. But this guy's got some lungs. The band's really tight. I really enjoy the compositions and the production. I thought this was just a really good, modern, old-school blend. It made me happy. And this could be hovering around the top 20 in my heart, maybe higher. We'll see how things go throughout the year. Andy. Did you get down with the black sites? Well, you know, I mean, I agree with everything you just said. It does sound like a 70s metal record, which I like. But for some reason, I didn't really connect with this one too strongly. Certainly good music, but nothing really stood out to me. Uh, I like that track you played. And I like, I don't know, a couple of other songs in here, but 
as a whole. I don't know. That's cool, man. I understand. I mean, I'm more of a metal head dude than you are. I stumbled upon this a few weeks ago and just have really enjoyed it. So wanted to recommend it to the rockers out there. If you love your metal, this has a little bit for everything to, for everybody to enjoy of all those subgenres. So go check out Black Sites. The album is Exile. Do it. All right, man. For my first pick here, we're going to be talking about an indie rock record by a new group called Purple Mountains. And the name of the record is Purple Mountains. The track we're going to play is That's Just the Way I Feel. So Pearl Mountains is the project of David Berman, who I think is most notably known for his work with the Silver Jews. Not somebody I ever really got into. Did you listen to them at all, man? The Silver Who's? <laughs> okay. Uh, so this is their first record in 10 years. And unfortunately, before I record this, he passed away a couple weeks ago. Um, he left behind a really great record here, I think. Um, he has a very direct sort of poetic style to his lyrics that I find Particularly charming. Uh, the band sounds great behind them. They're kind of a jangly rock sort of throwback style that I found very enjoyable. There's a sort of uh, easy melancholy to all these these songs where he's kind of you know in a sad place, but kind of seems accepting of it. And the lyrics are so sharply written. There's such a budding sense of humor that I think kind of gives a you know a tinge of, a tinge of hope to these to kind of keep on smiling through these hard times. Duty, dude. How did you like your time up on the Purple Mountains? Well, I don't like being called duty to start with, Andy. <laughs> Sorry. But I I didn't like it as much as I hoped. And I, I don't know if it was... I listened to it twice all the way through. I don't know if it was my mood or what. Just listening to that clip, I enjoyed it more than I did while listening to the album. So perhaps I need to spend a little more time with it. But yeah, it just felt dry to me. I didn't feel any uh, connection to the singer or to the music, really. It, it, it just didn't grab me, but that's not to say that it's bad. But my initial impressions were not as positive as I had hoped. Sorry, my friend. No, that's interesting. That's very interesting. Um, his, his vocal delivery is kind of flat and monotone, so I could see why you Maybe I know you're into more emotive vocalists, typically. Yeah, I, I was on a long drive, too, so maybe I was just burnt. <laughs> right, right. True, true. All right, well, it's a pretty dope record, in my opinion. Um, interesting topics he covers in an interesting way. So the record, again, is Purple Mountains by the Purple Mountains. Definitely worth a spin. All right, so we got some country music for you from Tyler Childers. The album is Country Squire. The track is Ever Loving Hand.
I didn't really want to turn that down. Sorry, folks, I had to. That was Tyler Childers. The album is Country Squire, and that song was Ever Loving Hand. Uh, Tyler Childers is an American singer and songwriter. His music is a mix of country, bluegrass, and folk. We've spoken about him and his music before on this show, Purgatory, his previous album, which we both really liked. Uh, Tyler Childers from Kentucky just has a real grit to him, a real, um, I don't know, a realness that I really enjoy. I said real a lot of times, but that's okay. This album has kind of a realized story. There it is again. Uh, that stretches from his school days on through adulthood, touring, missing his wife. Speaking of missing his wife while he's on the road, that song, Ever Love in Hand, a beautiful love song about masturbation while apart from each other so that you stay true. And I think that's pretty freaking cool and weird, but well done, Tyler. <laughs> Just a great album from the beginning to the end. Really enjoy it. It's pretty short, 35 minutes or so. Andy, your thoughts? Did you keep that ever loving hand in your pocket or uh, <laughs> what was going on? Did you enjoy this? Well, you know, if anybody could write a charming song about jerking off, I'd, I'd leave it to Tyler Childers. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really, I really do like this uh, overall. I think it's a pretty great record. Um, it feels like a good step forward for him. You know, it sounds like purgatory, like his sense of humor is still there, but it feels like maybe he's grown a little bit as a songwriter. Uh, so yeah, this is a this is a good a good Tyler. It's a little more country than his last record, I would say. There's a little more twang going on. Yeah, which I don't well, I don't love the twangy twang, but I, it's uh, you know as as a whole, I do I, do, I would like it. To recommend it, so yeah. And this one was a little less about the drugs and the booze as well. It was more about. Mm. family and building a home together like uh the title track is about so i really enjoyed it and uh highly recommend it to anybody that's into that country sound and this kind of neo-traditional thing that's going on that's tyler childers with country squire check it out okay y'all we just got to take a second here to thank you for listening to and supporting the album nerds podcast I'm sure that y'all love listening to podcasts almost as much as you like listening to music. Now there's a new way to listen to those podcasts. It's called PodCoin. This PodCoin app pays you to listen to this podcast and every podcast. It's the podcast player that pays. You just go get the PodCoin app on iPhone or Android. It's free and easy to use. Uh, you can use the PodCoin that you earn to claim gift cards or donate to charity. I use the app all the time. I've uh, been using it for several months now. I listen to all my podcasts that way and I really love it. So go get the PodCoin app. Use the invite code ALBUMNERDS, one word. You get 300 PodCoin just for signing up if you use our code. So go give the PodCoin app a try today. It's pretty cool. Word up. Yeah, thank you, PodCoin, for your support. That's All right. right. <laughs> In honor of our high voices, we're going to be talking about a oh. new Prince a new Prince release here. Um, well, it's not new at all, but... Uh, it's a new collection of songs here from the album called Originals. Uh, came out in earlier 2019. We're going to play the last cut from it. This is Nothing Compares to You.
my gosh, it's such a beautiful song. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's cool. It's cool to hear Prince actually, you know, singing these songs here. So the the kind of the concept of this record is it's a bunch of songs, and there's like I think over fifteen of them that were written by Prince, um, but performed by other artists. Mostly, I would say during the 1980s, where a lot of these would happen. Um, some popular tracks you might recognize include Jungle Love, Oh We Oh We Oh, uh, Manic Monday. <laughs> glamorous life and uh, nothing compares to you that we just played there it's so cool i'd say it just it just kind of was like wow he was such a great songwriter as well as performer i mean some of these songs are just classic songs from that time period the one little catch here is that these are largely demos they're not overly produced and prince isn't necessarily you know given it 110 percent oh, on some of these tracks but come on i mean his demos are better than most artists like best efforts <laughs> I mean, it's crazy <laughs> no i totally agree it's still astounding to hear him giving these songs a kind of a once through it's it's a cool it's cool rocking out like behind the scenes ross at it just his talent is just awesome so yeah anyway man what did you what do you think of this one it's prince i mean of course i enjoyed it it's weird to hear some of these i'd heard nothing compares to you by him before and that's probably one of the best produced songs on here his depth of songwriting to the point where i don't even know if he wrote them for other people from what i've read a lot of the times he sold them or gave them to other artists because he didn't have a project for them at the time just so much music this man wrote and and it's just really cool to hear versions of these just like you said and it's really good quality for for what it is. I mean, this is the kind of thing a lot of people might avoid because it's like, oh, it's just some cash-in thing. It's really fun to listen to. So thanks for bringing it up, yo. Yeah. Sure thing, man. Yeah, I was surprised by how much I liked it too. So um, the record again is just called Originals uh, by Prince. Now it's time. Oh, man. I think it is. I hear him coming. Some old friends are coming to visit. dogs. That's right. It's time for some old dogs. These are what we refer to as albums that we love. They're a little older, but we haven't forgotten. We still love them. We still like to scratch them behind the ear and watch their back leg kick. So we're going to start <laughs> with Pearl Jam. The album is No Code, and the track is Hail, Hail. So that was Pearl Jam. Don't know if you've ever heard of them. The album was No Code, August 1996. The track was Hail, Hail. And um, I've really gotten to love this album. Uh, just in case you don't know, Pearl Jam is an American rock band formed in Seattle in 1990. This was their fourth studio album, follow-up to the, Vi- the 1995 Vitology. And the music on this record was more diverse than what the band had done before. It's got elements of garage rock and world beat. Lyrical themes deal with spirituality, morality, self-examination, and growing up. Eddie Vedder was quoted saying, I think there's a little self-examination to these songs, something that a lot of my friends are going through too as they approach 30. It's about growing up. 
And at the time it came out, I was resisting growing up. I was in my 20s. It just didn't click for me. I liked it because it was Pearl Jam and I had anxiously awaited the release, but it just didn't connect because it was different and it was a band changing and I wanted them to still be angry grungers um, singing a live three or something. But as time has gone on, I've looked back and really found some great songs and a great album. And uh, it does feel grown up and it's cool and Pearl Jam. So Andy, the no code. The no code. Yes, man. I, this was actually the first Pearl Jam record I really identified with when I was growing up. It was like just in the right, just old enough. Ooh, you were so mature. <laughs> I, I was a little too young to get it, appreciate their, their older stuff at the time. So, but anyway, yeah, I've loved this since I was in high school and still enjoy it today. Hell, hell, it's just like probably, if not my top, but my top two favorite Pearl Jam songs. So it's cool to hear that there. Um, I definitely did some of the trading with the, there's like cool little like Polaroids that came with the record mm-hmm. inside the CD. I didn't have vinyl back then, but I've got them both. You got them both. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like a little trading cards. You can kind of like, you get like a couple of them in your record and you can trade them with other friends and try and collect them all. It was kind of fun. I remember doing that. But yeah, it's a, it's probably my top five favorite Frill Jam record. So, which is saying a lot. No, no kidding, man. Uh, Hail, Hail, the song itself, like, I really liked that song even at the time. It was one of my favorites. And, and it refers to two people in a troubled relationship trying to hold it together. So there was enough darkness there that I was like, okay. All right, I like this song. <laughs> <laughs> you meet my grunge quota. <laughs> but, you know, a lot of it is influenced by a project they had done uh, around the time of recording this. They they were the backing band for Neil Young on the album Mirrorball. So if you ever go check that album out, it's Neil Young's album, but the backing band is Pearl Jam. And you can kind of hear that in this record. You can hear that Neil Young uh, crazy horse sort of sound. So y'all... If you forgot about it, if you never heard it, if you heard it before, but you know, you've, you've changed, you've grown up, go listen to No Code. It's really a, a great album and it's got a lot to say. Go check it out. Yeah, cool pick, man. That was something that was kind of overlooked at the time. I think people jumped off the Pearl Jam horse. Yes. For a lot whatever of reason. But yeah, it is, a, it is a good one to go back to. All right, for my old dog pick here, we're talking about a record from 2010. Uh, from Team Impala, this is their debut record, Inner Speaker. We are going to play a cut from the middle of the record. This is Solitude is Bliss. Psychotic record. Um, so, Dan Pala from Perth, Australia, fairly well known now. They've kind of moved a little bit more mainstream in the last few records, um, but this is their debut, um, and it is just a full-on washed-out psychedelic rock record, just drenched in reverb. Uh, love the production style. Loved like the warmth to this. 
Um, it reminds me a lot of what I like about Pink Floyd or even more modern groups like Flaming Lips. Man, I absolutely adore this record. I listen to it all the time. Cool jams. There's like a cool instrumental track, uh, Jeremy Storm towards the middle. But there's some really catchy songs too. So, man, if you haven't, if you're more familiar with their more recent stuff that's a little more accessible, man, take a trip back to this one. It is just awesome, I think. What do you think, Mo? I've always liked Tame Impala and their Lennon esque. Um, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds sort of vibe. Uh-huh. So I like this record. I like all their stuff. I don't listen to them a lot. I kind of forget to. And this is a nice reminder. It's been a while. So yeah, it's enjoyable. All their stuff has a really, you said it, warm, fuzzy feel to it. It's like having a little buzz. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, it's a good record to get a little buzz too. Sweet. So that is uh, Tim Impala's record, Inner Speaker. Came out in 2010. If you're into psych rock at all, I would highly, highly recommend it. And uh, with that, that brings the show to the end. Brings the show to the end. Brings us to the end of the show. Wow. Uh, That's a lot of ways to say it, and I love them all. (laughs) So, yo, everybody out there, please, we told you what we're listening to, and we made some recommendations for you today. Tell us what you're listening to. What are you into? What records should we be listening to and talking about on this show? So email us, podcast at albumnerds.com. Word up. We'd love to hear from you. Please do send us an email. Um, be sure to subscribe to the show in all the usual places. Love it if you left us a review on Apple Podcasts. That'd be awesome. And remember, uh, search for us on Spotify, Album Nerds, and you can find playlists of all the songs we just played. This is episode 92. We'll be back. We'll be back the very next time with more album recommendations for you. We'll talk to you then. Thank you so much for listening to the Album Nerds Podcast. Peace out, y'all. See ya.